Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. All right. Best hour of their day. Special guest, Trish Pickford. You have Pickford, but I always think of you as Evangelista. Made a name's Pickford. Married name's Evangelista. Is that what it is? I don't know. You're my phone. So it must have been. So why do you, are you like, are you, uh, are you trying to get some strange action going on on Zoom with that made a name going on? What's going on? Stephen would not approve of that. No, truthfully, because he doesn't like me to use my, my, my married name on the internet because I complain all the time. So he doesn't want me associated to his family when I'm complaining and he wants me to use my maiden name. Well, too bad for him. You are on the most downloaded show on the internet right now, but you, you know, you've been a part of affiliate use. So we wanted to chat with you. You, I texted you the other day. You may be one of our most successful clients. And that's hard because we have some really good ones. They've been on the show, Ryan, Devin, some other great episodes, but you're crushing it out on uh, Long Island. Yeah. Did you, so, so let's go back in the, in the, the Trish journey. Uh, Where'd you go to college, by the way? Uh, SUNY. I stayed home. So I was somebody who commuted from home. I went to SUNY Farmingdale. SUNY Farmingdale. I got some buddies there. Why'd you stay home? You just wanted to, you didn't want to leave the nest. My dad bribed me, um, told me that if I kept my GPA over 3.75, he would pay for it. And then I got pretty much like a layup to the soccer team there. They're, they're D3, but I was pretty much guaranteed like a starting spot. So I was like, if I could play 90 minutes of soccer, go to school, get my dad to pay for it, not have student loans. I was like, why not? Smart move. Smart move. We were just talking. You've got a son similar age to Madison. Are you going to uh, encourage college? What are you going to do? I don't know. I wonder, I, I truly wonder what it'll be like in 20 years or what 15, what would it be? 17 years for us? Yeah. I wonder I, what it'll be like. I wonder if it will be like, will college be more affordable and accessible? Who knows? Do they, <laughs> I mean, the world changes now. <laughs> you know, what was your, what was your degree in? Um, business management with a minor in sports management. So you put yours to use a little better than I have. Somewhat. I feel like now, now I find myself maybe utilizing some things that we did within like sports management within the affiliate and things like that. But uh, two SUNY grads here, just killing life. Look at us, you know? So, so you born and raised on Long Island. How far are you from where you grew up? How far is Babylon? Um, Babylon, I I grew up in Massachusetts. So about like 10 minutes from my parents who are still in the house that I grew up in. So nice and close. If I need them, they're there. (laughs) <laughs> what's the best part about growing up on Long Island and what's the worst part? Um, best part, we'll say probably the beaches, the accessibility, just seeing on the beach and to the Hamptons and to Montauk. Um, the worst part is probably like the traffic. I don't know. I don't know what the worst part of Long Island is. I would say the people, but I don't know that that's the right answer when I'm a people person. Um, I think you're very much like me, Trish, in that, We like the people we like. Yeah. Yeah. And the people we don't like, we wish we're dead. Yeah. um, (laughs) Maybe not. That's a bit extreme. Yeah. Like I feel exactly. I agree. I, I, that's, that's part of the reason I'm nervous about this podcast because I feel like we go down the wrong way. I'll, we'll steer the (laughs) ship because I know, I know some things, but 
Let, let's jump a little bit ahead. How'd you find CrossFit? Uh, after college soccer, I was coaching a, a soccer team and one of my kids' moms, like I literally did not know what to do after college soccer. I was so bored and needed something fitness wise. And one of my kids' moms was like, oh, you should try CrossFit. So there was this box that unfortunately is no longer open. Um, I think partially because of COVID CrossFit Diamond. Uh, that was my first box. And when I went there, I decided to get my kids certification because she had a bunch of kids going. And then with my association with soccer, I was like, maybe I can learn CrossFit kids and bring all the kids that I was training in soccer and loop those together. Um, and then from there, one of my coaches there left and opened his own box, who is now my best friend, who I went to Hawaii for. Um, he opened his own box and asked me to come over to him and help coach some adults. So your best friend opened a box you were going to, and then you left that box. My best friend opened a box he was coaching at to open his own box. Who's this? Uh, David, which was CrossFit Cobalt, but he no longer owns it. Okay. So did that shut down as well? Or did he sell that? No, Dave and his partner, he had a partner at the time and they split ways and then his partner took it. Um, and then, um, she sold it to another guy. So they have had three owners since then. I feel like the CrossFit scene on Long Island has a lot of drama. It does. I mean, think about it, I've been a part of one, two, three, four boxes. Yeah, that's how how big is Long Island? Like population wise? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> well, no idea. I just wonder if there's a lot of boxes out there, but you know, even if there is, it doesn't matter to you. So you opened Babylon in what year? So I purchased Babylon as an existing affiliate. So the affiliate opened in 2014. So I think this year's eight years as of April, the affiliate's been open, but I purchased Babylon in October of 2019, five months before COVID closures. <laughs> so, you, okay. So you, you purchase it and then five months later, COVID hits. What was yeah. the, what was the negotiation like purchasing a gym from someone else? A lot of people listen, you know, maybe want to open a box or buy one down the road. But what was that like for you? Um, honestly, it was kind of easy. We, there wasn't much like, mem there wasn't a stable membership at all. Uh, membership rates were kind of like all over. So there was really no value in the memberships. There was no real contracts or anything. So like there was no guarantee for me to get the members that did exist. Um, it also had turned over once previous to me buying it. So the original affiliate owner had flipped it to person. And then I, pur I purchased it off them. Um, so there was a lot of turnover during that time period and a lot of like unhappy clients. Um, so we pretty much negotiated our deal around the equipment. And then that was it just the value of the equipment more or less. Yeah. I mean, I got, I, I got it for a steal. Um, give us a range. You don't have to give it. us. Yeah. I look exactly. at it deal now because I, I made my money back through COVID or yeah. Right. Pretty much through COVID, I made my money back on my equipment. Give us a rough idea. 30,000. Yeah. I think so many box owners out there value their box at this crazy amount. And it's like without contracts, you, you really have no value other than the equipment at your gym and box owners want to sell it for hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And it's like, your membership is a mess. I'm going to have to come in and fix it. What were what were like the top three priorities when you purchased it that you wanted to fix? I think just get members. Um, How many members were there at the time? I would say probably like maybe 30, 40, you want to call it that? I, don't, I honestly don't even know a number. 
um, because it wasn't even something we considered in the negotiations. It wasn't like, hey, I'm giving you 50 members. Like it wasn't even part of the conversations. Um, so like getting members was one to like cleanliness and organization, just like a presentable box that made space easier and coaching easier. Uh, third priority, I don't even know. I mean, just making sure, getting my message out, getting my vision out, knowing, kind of explaining who I was. And because I, I, I see myself different than most of the affiliate owners around us because I'm not this CrossFit Games athlete. I'm not your RX athlete. I'm, You're an RX athlete. I'm an okay athlete. You're well, fit. Mom, I'm you know, 17 months old. <laughs> but it, so what were some of the things, though, that you realized, okay, I bought this thing. And right away, like red flags, like I need to, I need to dig into these. Previous owner um, situations, they're like very like unhappiness. So again, like there were two owners within a matter of a year at that box, at, at my box. Um, so there was a lot of turnover in that sense. Um, so I, I think getting ahead of all of that and kind of, again, I would say everything I learned in the four boxes I was a part of before this was what I incorporated right away. Like what I saw my vision as that. I mean, I don't know if I know the direct answer to that question. No, I think, you know, a lot of people have this idea to purchase a box and there's a lot of positives, you know, whether or not it's profitable, there's members coming in, et cetera. You're not starting from scratch, but often there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. Yeah, I think, you know what, I'll say this, the programming and the education behind the methodology was probably the first thing I needed to fix because there was no understanding of the stimulus of a workout or scaling a workout properly. It was like, oh, you can do 95 pounds. We're going to load the bar and do 95 pounds. So trying to convert that between coaches and members was definitely a priority for me. So I take that back. That is definitely, that was definitely my number one priority. And did you switch programming when you took over? Immediately, yes. Really? So what was it? Uh, it was at that time, it was like Jason Kleepa's NC fit, but like when he initially launched it and it was all like dumbbells, um, and the members just weren't having it. So we went to comp train at that time. And what are you using currently? Currently I'm using cap. What, what was it? What's that like? A lot of box owners are afraid to make changes to the programming. They're told they need to make changes to the programming. When you transitioned from comp train to cap. What was the message you gave to the members? I didn't really give them a message. <laughs> I did it. Um, there were a few messages, you know, a few, you know, I spoke to the coaches as to why we were doing it um, and my reasoning behind doing it. Uh, there were some members that were following like maybe like the competitor track of comp train or extra work from comp train that I made them aware as to why we were making the change. And we, we joined cap beforehand when it was still him, when it was Austin and James and, and Spencer's thing. So right. we were even a part of them for a while. Um, and also I think the realization to my coaches and, and to the team of the relationships I was able to establish with somebody like Austin and James being so established in the CrossFit world through that programming meant a lot to them. And they were seeing that they were seeing the changes and everyone just started getting stronger. So it was easy. They all started really believing in it. It was working. Yeah. So five months into taking over COVID hits and New York was hit pretty hard. Yeah. You were closed. What for six months? Roughly. Yeah. About four and a half, five months. I, I luckily had an outdoor area, a backyard area that my husband and I eight months pregnant went, cleaned it up, got it blacktopped and just made that our workout space for June, July, August. 
So you had to add blacktop outside. Yep. I didn't realize you out of, out of pocket. Was that, that I assume wasn't covered by the landlord. I negotiated a deal with the <laughs> landlord since he's no longer my landlord. I don't mind saying this because I have a new one. Um, we had, we pretty much like told him like at that time, like if we didn't do this, we didn't know if we'd be able to reopen when we were able to go back indoors. So That's a smart landlord. Yeah. So I said to him, I was like, listen, we'll pay for it instead of paying the rent this month. Um, and that was the deal when you negotiated. So instead of me paying rent for two months, we paid for the backyard to get blacktopped. You know, and I think that just goes to show for people out there, like sometimes you just have to ask landlords, if you're a good tenant that pays rent on time, they don't want you to leave. They don't want to have to, because if you leave, it's going to be months before they get somebody in. They may need to change the layout of the building and things. They want to keep you. It's like retaining a member. And I did all the work for him too, right? Like I presented it in a really easy case to him. And I was just like, listen, here's the situation. We're going to do this. I got the quote. Here's the pricing. I got him three different companies and it bettered his property. So when he did sell the building in the last year, you know, he was able to factor that into his sale. So work together yeah. with landlords lessons. <laughs> Win-win for everybody. So you, you the, the box is running. COVID's allowing it to open back up. You reach out to us. What prompted you to reach out to Fern and myself, Affiliate You? I was looking, I read Two Brain's book first. I talked to Two Brain. I was looking at some other things, started reading some books. You were dating around on us? You were checking us other people out? This was before I knew about you. Dennis okay. from Quarter Deck Athletics in Buffalo. Buffalo, yep. Yep. Uh, Dennis actually pinged me on and DM me on Instagram because we yeah. met. We met through COVID on, or maybe How? we met through affiliate That's, roundtables. I mean, he's in Buffalo. You're people here in New York, but it's not very close. So I think it was, I, I think it was because we, uh, Dennis and I were a part. So we were the initial roundtable group that David Rosario established as a test for CrossFit. So you were one of, how many were in that eight or so? Yeah, it was, yeah. So it started, I mean, during COVID, David Rosario was doing all New York calls. So he had all the boroughs, the Long Islanders, anybody that wanted to hop on calls and kind of just cry or <laughs> just vent to each other. Every Thursday night, we were hopping on calls. So it was us, the city gyms, even some New Jersey gyms he had. And then when things started to settle down and we were able to reopen, that's when we started doing the test round of the affiliate roundtables. Um, and that's how I met Dennis. And Dennis and I just started following each other on Instagram and we stay in touch now still. He's awesome. Great client. He's crushing it in Buffalo as well. What were he recently did when he was skiing? He had a support. He had a snowboard or hit him and he like it ripped his artery in his leg. No, you know what's funny? We were just texting yesterday and he's kind of been quiet this year. And I said, Hey, what's up? I haven't heard much from you. And he's like, It's a long story. I'll fill you in. So it's insane. Yeah, that's why I'm always afraid of snowboarding. It's not me. It's like riding a motorcycle. It's not you. It's, I think he was the other people. A snowboarder hit him. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. I can I can see that. Um, so what did he say though? He was just like, man, this Ackerman guy is so amazing. You got to talk to him. He said you were a doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, you you are one of the only people that has sent mail to my home address. <laughs> With doctor. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, he just messaged me because he, we were talking about two brains and the conversations we were having with other uh, affiliate partners or coaches, whatever, um, on, in the roundtables. So he was just like, listen, I know you were looking at two brains and some other ones. Like, I definitely recommend a conversation with these guys. So 
before I even bothered reaching out to you, I, I, I listened to the podcast. And once I heard you and Fern speaking and like the coaching conversations, I was like, oh, like they get me like this. They understand who I am. They understand what I'm trying to create. And that's when I set up the call. I reached out to Katie, I think, right first and then got looped into you. You and I talk, we, we hit it off. You became a client. And so, so talk to me then in that moment, though, you said you were reaching out to two brain and other people. What were you seeking, you know, as a box owner, what made you think to yourself, maybe I need some coaching. So I knew I was really good at everything I was doing. Like I knew I was good at like, okay, getting my team motivated, getting my members happy, but I come from sales and I come from marketing and what I didn't understand, like I didn't understand my business. So like when COVID did happen and I had to figure out numbers, like, and none of it made sense to me. I was like, okay, like I know that I have a ton of members, but I didn't know how many members I actually had. And, and I could never track how much money I was making because they were all paying different rates and everything was kind of just all over and I had no structure. And for somebody who comes from sales and marketing, I just, I couldn't figure that out. And I didn't know how I was going to figure it out. Um, and so like there was that. And then I think it was just like the, I, I knew I wanted to do some type of coaching, but there was a fear of that money commitment of doing it. And it was like, am I going to make this back? And is this, you know, you're, you're just coming back from COVID barely making money. still. like, is this smart to put this investment in, or are you going to be closing your doors in six months? So there was like all of these things playing into it. But for me, finding coaching was more about just getting a handle of the business and understanding it and being able to like answer questions. Like how many members do you have? Like I, it's, I, I can say it six months ago, I would have been like, uh, today I can answer the question. How many members do you have? 98. That's, you know what? It's so interesting. You have 98 members and a lot of boxes would be like, okay, I need more. And you know, sure. We, we you know, the goal is probably to get you to 150 or so, but I bet you when you started, you didn't have that much less than 98, but I mean, it's a matter of having the value. Mem- What's that value of the 98 that I have now? Yeah. I mean, get it, paying the real amount, right. Getting rid of discounts, doing a rate increase and something you've done. Well, I don't know how much you want to talk about it. Is- I don't mind talking about it because the one thing I did learn from doing it, like I didn't believe in myself and I was, you know, I was terrified to do the rate increase. Like, I mean, I literally prolonged that rate increase for almost five months since we started. Yeah, we were, yeah. I, so you like that was stressful for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and as soon as I did do it, I told you, I instantly regretted not doing it sooner because my, all my members, like they see, they saw everything I was doing. Like they see the effort and they want to support me. And it meant a lot. It really meant a lot. Um, and I didn't do a small increase. Like we could talk about it, but we had done a $30 increase for some of our members and it wasn't, that's not a cheap increase, but they knew everything we were providing was worth the $30. So, so let, let's walk through that. Yeah. You, you, you know, send out an email 30, you know, some people it's, it was different for everyone. Right. But as much as $30 of an increase per member, you were stressed out about it as most box owners are when mm-hmm. you sent out that email, how many negative responses, just people with negative, however you interpreted, did you get back? Cause I can think, I, I remember you got at least one. Was that one. the only one? And it 
wasn't even negative. Actually, there was two situations. One we won't discuss because um, <laughs> if you recall why we won't discuss it. Um, turd is involved in that. Mm-hmm. And one was a member just wanting to ask to ask if there's a possibility of being grandfathered into their rate. Um, but after the conversation of why we were doing it, there was no issue. So you lost one person. No. You didn't even lose the one person that we're talking about that we're kind of get to, uh, get to remind me off, off mm-hmm. air what happened. Um, My birthday. I mean, he's going to listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's he's right. going to listen to this anyway. He's one of my <laughs> one of my close members that, that will just say it. I mean, because he's going to listen to this because he is he is one of my closest friends. And it was just I, it, I think it was just bad timing in life. And there were a lot of things happening. And I had gotten upset about a text message that went out to a group and I addressed it with that individual and it just, it didn't go over well, but thankfully that member is back. Um, and he's still one of my good friends, <laughs> but you are really good about, you know, calling people on their shit when they need to, you're the boss now knowing the value of the box and what you're creating is not only 98 people that are paying the full value, but 98 people that you actually enjoy being around and, you know, you were so stressed out about sending out that email. You got one negative response. That person still comes to your box. So you lost zero members. Like, I don't want to give out specific numbers, but what did that do to your bottom line with that rate increase? Did that, did the rate increase alone pretty much cover the cost of affiliate you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can say for sure within the first 90 days of affiliate you, I made my money back. That's great. I mean, and that's always our goal. Like, you know, we understand box owners, like it's, it's an investment, but we tell you like, you will make your money back. And not only that, like, are you having more fun at your affiliate? Oh, I love it. It's crazy. Like it's, it's not even more fun for me. It's more fun to see the excitement through everybody else. Like, you know, like one of my coaches, Chris Obey, who he's been a CrossFitter for 10 years and like, he, he's one of the original OGs, like started first when CrossFit came onto Long Island, like he said it the other night. And like, for him to say it to me, he's like, it's crazy how well the gym is doing. Like, you know, and for him to sit back and recognize it and start to enjoy it and like embrace it, like that means more to me than anything. Like not even me enjoying it, seeing them will recognize it. It's just like, and they're loving it. They love the energy and everything around it, but it's awesome. Can you like go into detail on anything? Like what, what are some of the things that are noticeably better um classes are full people are my, my my coaches are better because they have to be better um like we've leveled up with coaching i mean i have 10 coaches in new york uh, all are part-time but um five of them it's a five or six have their level twos and by the end of this year i'm requiring for the full staff to get their level twos so the value of coaching has gone up tremendously um, yeah, I, I, the, I think the class energy and the, and for me personally, it's like, okay, it's Friday afternoon. I'm sitting here on a podcast with you at my house about to go out to dinner with my husband. My four o'clock class had 17, 18 people in it full class. And you, you know, didn't have to be there. Didn't have to be there. Uh, and I'm not worried. I don't think I don't, I'm, my coach has got it. I have no concerns. Yeah. I think, you know, that's something we always try to remind box owners. It's yes, your box has to be financially successful, which yours is but it also has to be fun. Yeah. Like you didn't take over this box to not have fun. 
you took over to have fun, but do well financially. How about without giving, without being too specific, how much better is the box doing financially? Let's talk about, let's, let me give you a better question. You had a goal set out for June of this year, correct? Yep. June, 2022. And when did you hit that goal? January like 27th. <laughs> did you really hit it that early? Yeah, I think it was. I was, I didn't want to keep texting you every day, but like it got to the point that I was just so excited that I was like, I, I just, I, I still can't believe it. And like, even now looking at February, I'm like, Oh, it's February 4th. And I'm halfway to that same revenue number that we were in January. Four days in. Four days in. Isn't it crazy? No, like it's insane. Like I was sitting on the couch with Steve last night, my husband, and, and he was like, I was like, what do you think the revenue is at? Because now he like he makes fun <laughs> of me because I'm all fired up. I'm like competing against myself. And he's like, you know, blah. And I was like, no, it's triple that. And he's like, what? He's like, he's like you're I'm paying like, for dinner tonight. I know. <laughs> what is Stephen must love me. Does Stephen love me? He loves you. That's what I said. I was like, Jason said we owe him dinner. I said, if you and Rod, whenever you and Roz come to New York, you guys, we, we will definitely buy you dinner. <laughs> All right. You're, well, well, you're going to take us to Nobu, I think. Nobu, Manhattan. That's what you want. Some, we're going to look. Isn't that like pretty swanky? Yeah, what do you want? Swanky places. All sure. right. You'll take, you'll, you'll, you'll pick. New York City is not really safe anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, what to you is more makes you happier? The, the money coming in or the fun at the gym? The fun at the gym. Yeah. And and as a box owner, was there, because you didn't own it for that long, right? Just about, it's been two years now. Yeah, I'll be three years in October. But was there a period of time where you were like, this was a bad decision? I shouldn't have done this? Well, pre-COVID, like when COVID hit and the gym got shut down, I had a full-time job as well. Oh, you were still working. Yeah. So I still had a full-time job. I didn't. Okay. And then, so when did you leave that full-time job? I got fired in April of 2020. <laughs> What'd you do? Why'd you get fired? Nothing. COVID. I was, I was six months pregnant and they fired me and we lost our health insurance. Insurance. It was like a whole thing. So my husband owned his own business, had to sell his business and get a full-time job. So we had health insurance. You didn't get furloughed. You just got straight up fired. Straight up fired. I got a severance, but nothing with insurance. Wow. That's, that's crazy that they did that. So, okay. Yeah. So, you, so now did part of you say, okay, this is a blessing in disguise. I can work on the box full time. Yeah. That it, I felt like it was a sign. It was like, okay. Like, and that was also the part of the reasons like during COVID, I had nothing else to do. I was pregnant and miserable. So I was like, let me start reading and seeing like what I can do on the back end when the gym does open up, like, how am I going to save the gym? You know, like I started looking into all of those things. And that's when I started taking the calls with David Rosario and the round tables and all of that, because I just, I knew I, I, if I didn't make the gym something, I knew that after I had the baby, I was going to have to go back to a full-time job. And it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to put my energy into the gym. Um, like, and I just I had to figure it out. I had to figure out. And I didn't, and again, like I didn't pay myself for the first time until October of 2021. So even reopen, I didn't take any money out of the business until for the first time until October, 2021. And now you're regularly paying yourself. Now I'm regularly paying myself. And you pay your coaches pretty well. I pay my coaches pretty well, um, based on their credentials. That's I mean, it's laid out into a program. The L1s get $20, L2s get $25. And then we built out the specialty programs thanks to Ryan. Yeah, Ryan uh, at Classified. 
Yeah, Brian helped me there. We built up programs around that. So if they have specialty certs and they execute programs around that, which currently the only one we're really focusing on is nutrition. But our plan for March and April is to introduce like a mobility challenge. Um, I have a PT on staff as well. So, yeah. Yes, everything's going really well at Babylon CrossFit. Yeah. So now that things are going well, what where does your head go? Does it go to what's next? Does it go to just enjoy this? Where do you want to go in the next year? No, I have so many goals. Like I think it's crazy. It's crazy to think the goals that I have. So my personal goals are to get my L3. Um, I'm only coaching one class a week and that's kind of by choice. You're coaching just one class a week, one class a week. Are you, do you get fired up to coach that class? Yeah, it's my, my 6am crew. I told them we weren't going to call them out on this call, but it's the 6am crew. What, what do you love about coaching that 6am crew? They're like every older brother you never wanted slash older sister, but it's the boys. They just, they, they beat you up, but they're, they're a hardworking crew and you, they aggravate you, but they're, they're the best coach. They're, they're, they're one of the best classes to coach. Please do not get insulted to my other members that listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you can- 8, a, 8 a.m. is my favorite class to take. 6 a.m. is probably my favorite class to coach. Yeah, there's a difference, right? Because you need to be awake and focused when you're working out, et cetera. So you're you're gonna pass your level three. You're in the coaches development call, all the coaches development calls as well. What else? What are some of the goals for the box? So that was like the coolest thing for me planning out the year. Like I challenged the coaches to lay out their individual goals as our plan, like to prepare for our planning meetings. And that's when I felt like I really established a business because I it was nice to see their excitement to what they want to grow into. So like they, they each have their individual goals to expand their education, whether it's another specialty cert or expanding the program that they're currently doing. Like Melissa's working on nutrition. Uh, she has her individual goals of doing a weightlifting cert as well as competing in weightlifting. And then Jared and I have been talking about him taking um, like maybe Cal- Kelly Starrett's program and because he's the PT on house. And not only does that help him within the gym, but that would help him professionally in his PT job as well. Cause he needs credentials for that. So I think those things like seeing it, not just being about my personal goals, but seeing it being like business goals for other people. And like, they're looking forward to the future has been one of the coolest things. Um, I think the other goals would be, I don't know what our other goals for the gym would be like possibly a, a bigger location. What at one point we're getting to that point that you know, we're almost outgrowing our space. So the classes are so busy, which is phenomenal. Um, the L3 is a big one for me. But I think something you touched on earlier that's really valid, valid, valuable is, you know, box owners forget when they do better, their coaches appreciate it. They love it. And it gets them excited. And you've got a great coaching staff. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, when the box does better, everyone can do better. You're not, you know, the box is doing better financially and it's not only going into your pocket and first of all box owners it's okay if it is like you're allowed to make money you should be making money you're working really hard but it is benefiting the coaches you do other things like regular coaches meetings and i'm pretty sure they get paid for those meetings yeah we do monthly coaches meetings um and then like we vary it i either buy them dinner or we pay them for the meeting we pick it by choice 
I think this year we'll be able to do both. And I, and I told them that I, the one thing I am very upfront with my coaches about is like where we stand. I'm like, listen, my goal is to buy you dinner and pay you for the hour. But right now I can't commit to that. So what would you guys prefer? And that's kind of like what we, how we do it. And, and they're all about it. Like I'm very, I'm, I don't hide anything from them. I'm very open-ended with them and make them a part of the decisions because that's what literally I think got us to where we are today. Um, also add this to the goals for the year. I, I think eventually I, I, I want to do the full-time person because if I get that full-time person, then that maybe gets me an opportunity to eventually do something else, whether it's advance myself or maybe another affiliate or something like that. Well, maybe it'll come from within, but maybe someone's listening from Long Island or, you know, the greater, uh, boroughs area. Long Island's a borough, right? It's one of the boroughs. No. It's not a borough. No Queens. No, Queens is the borough. Wait, Long Island's not a borough? No. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Harlem, Staten Island. Staten Island's a borough, right? I'm not going to answer these questions. You I'm don't not, really, not falling into this trap. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> 85 here. I don't <laughs> so, but uh, go back to, I want to go back to affiliate you. What were, what were some of the most enjoyable aspects for you? Like, what lessons really do you feel helped you the most? Well, I think the one thing to call out, and this is something I talked to some of, so I'm friendly with a lot of the other affiliate owners and especially the local guys. We have two guys, Mike and Lou, that are both five. Long ten. Islanders, yeah. yeah. Um, I talked to them about it. I think the one thing to realize is everything I've learned, I've gone through an affiliate you, I still haven't incorporated. So like there's yeah, still work yeah. for me to do, right? Um, I think the most valuable lessons... We're definitely the money map. Do you want me to be specific here? You were like, as specific as you're willing to be. Yeah. I mean, the money map was the one that you guys made me dive into the memberships and lay everything out. And like, really, honestly, like immediately, like one of the first changes we made was the CrossFit Kids program. Like I never realized when we were doing CrossFit Kids Unlimited, we were losing money, a lot of money, not a lot of money, but a lot of money adds up eventually. So that was something you and I ex right away. And now we have reintroduced kids and we are making great money on it because the way we're doing it is we're doing it in five week sessions, a group of kids, it sells out every time we do it. And we're only doing it for five sessions at a time. And then we have people reaching out. When's the next session? When's the next session? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's interesting, right? It's something box owners don't think about. Like sometimes getting rid of something can actually make you money, right. Or help like, you know, so, so many boxes are like, We've got eight classes on our schedule. And as soon as I hear it, I'm like, these three are not very crowded, right? And they're like, yeah, like, we'll get rid of them. Well, I can't get rid of them. Like, it's costing you money. It's literally yeah. costing you $500 a month to pay a coach to coach one person that would come to another time if you asked them to. But yeah, same with I, the kids. I think that goes back to just having the time to sit down and look at that, right? Like, it's like, you're so overwhelmed with everything. And if you don't have this stuff laid out from structure, like I was never able to look at the back end stuff. Like, I, I think I told you the, the month of December of 2021, that was the, I was homesick probably with God knows what, but I was homesick. And that was the first time I was working from home and I was chasing sales. Like I, I was calling people, reaching out to people to make sure that was my most profitable month since I bought the business. But I was able to do that and I was able to sit home and look at that stuff because I didn't have to worry about my affiliate because my coaches were coaching the classes. It was the busiest week and I wasn't there because I was homesick. So I think it's important to realize like you can't 
do, you can't evaluate your business, or at least this is what I realized. I couldn't evaluate my business until I had everything structured and laid out um, to give me that opportunity to, to evaluate it. Yeah, and, and, you know, one thing you've done really well is like we said, you pulled yourself off of working in the business so you can work on the business. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's paying off big time, but are you still spending a good amount of time at the box? I mean, this week was bring a friend week. I only missed three class. Well, including tonight's classes, I missed six classes out of all the classes. Other than that, I was there almost every morning at 5 a.m. I was there every night till seven o'clock. And that was my choice. I wanted to be there for the new people coming into the gym to help my coaches so my staff wasn't stuck kind of running around and doing things on their own. To me, that is like the best part of owning a box. When you get to decide, I want to be there today and you get to hang out, you don't have the... Not that coaching is stressful, but it's like you don't have to worry about coaching. It's like being an aunt or an uncle, right? Like I can watch this kid, but then I get to leave it with you where like you and I are stuck with our kids. (laughs) So, but it's like, cool. I got this. I gave this kid a bunch of sugar, riled it up. Now it's yours, right? (laughs) Same with the box. So how has been, how has bring a friend week been going? I know we spoke Monday, but how, how has it gone since, since the beginning of the week? Good. It's been busy. Um, We've had probably about, I mean, I, I think it's busy. I don't know what a six, I, I, it's definitely not successful compared to some of the stories I've heard on Affiliate U, but we have about probably, it's the first one we've ever done. And we probably have about 20 people listed so far. And that's not even including the weekend, right? We still have Saturday and Sunday. So I assume that we might get a few more new faces over the weekend. Yeah, but that's great. I mean, look, whether or not 20 new people join, getting 20 people that have never stepped foot into your box is huge. And, you know, you know, 25%, but if you get five new members, this is what we tell people, you know, when I said, you know, bring a friend week is all you need. Cause if you get five new members four or five times a year, you're doing great. That's all. That's really all you need to, you know, grow successfully, you know, and, and at an even pace where you're not going to swamp the place and not be able to keep up with it. So that's awesome. And beyond that, maybe they don't join this time, but they might come back another time. Yeah. I, I do feel confident that we probably get, we'll get at least five members from it. And yeah. then I think about it, right? Like I, I, I think about that membership number and you go back to like, you don't need the 150 members. Like I'm, I'm fine with only getting five members from this because I don't want to get too many at the same time either, because it will affect my community. Right. Like it, the, it's almost better to be smaller right now because everything is in such good hands and in a good place that I don't want anything to shake it up. Like I almost would not be psyched if I, I don't, Never mind. I won't even say this. I won't go. All right. Well, don't, but don't say, it. but I mean, if you, if you get five new members, you're past that, you know, three figure threshold of 100 members. And I have no doubt you'll stay above that for forever. It's just a matter of continuing to slow, steady growth. Outside of that, what else is on the agenda? For the gym or for you, what do you got going on in life? You, What's going on in your personal life? You want to talk about your personal life? I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and have another baby soon. That's a mistake. Not, Why are you doing that? Not currently pregnant, but trying to maybe have another baby. Yeah. So is that something you would have felt comfortable doing if the box wasn't? You probably would have done it anyway, right? But do you feel at least like we're, we're fine? Like the box is running. I could take time off. I maternity yeah. leave, et cetera. 
Yeah, I mean, but it, even during my last maternity leave, when I wasn't necessarily complete, I don't, I don't. At that point, I, I didn't have you guys, right? Yeah, no, because I signed up for you after that. Yeah. My past maternity leave, before the business was even doing as well as it is now, I was able to leave the box, and I had a rough recovery, and I, I was out for almost eighteen weeks. Wow. Not at the gym, couldn't do anything. So, like that was when I kind of knew, like, okay, like we're on the right track. Now let's, we have to figure out to get to the next level. So I, yeah. So you, yeah. You interact with a lot of box owners out there. What what do you think is their biggest hang up with hiring a coach? Not doing enough work themselves. What do you mean? That the affiliate owners that I'm surrounded by don't put the energy in that their coaches like you'll you'll find a lot of them that have coaches that work harder than the affiliate owners. You think it's just that they don't want to work hard? I mean, is it that they feel like they don't have I, the money? I feel like they don't know how to make it a business. So because they don't know how to make it a business, they make it a family and friend gym. But like, that was the reason I knew I could buy my own box. Like I was at a box that's now closed and I, I felt like I was running their business. Like I would handle all the new clients that came in. I would scale their workouts. I would sell their memberships. And I was like, and then when this opportunity came up with that one, I was like, I can do this. Like, and that, and that's what Steve and I said. I was like, I'm doing it for someone else. Let's Might as well do it, it for yourself. Let's do it for our family. Yeah, like I, I can do this. Like I know I can. So I think that's like the, that was something I realized like as a coach and what made me believe I can do. It. And I think that's also why you see a lot of turnover on Long Island and the affiliates because people just get so burnt out because they're coaching all of their classes or they're not structuring their business and they're trying to do too much. And you can only do that for so long. Like you're just going to run dry, especially here in New York right now with where we all stand after COVID. Yeah. Well, you are doing the right things for the box. I'm excited to see where you're going with it. And I have no doubt you'll hit those goals in the, you know, this year, your level three and some other big things. So it's awesome. You're, you're, you're crushing it. This is why we love doing it. So keep up the great work. Where are you going to dinner tonight? Uh, we're going to this, I think it's Mexican Hermanas. It's, um, uh, it's actually Sounds somebody I know through CrossFit weird. Um, she, I met her at a bar and she's the owner and we're going to go support her. Hermanas sounds like the thing that might mean brothers, sisters, sisters, close. Yeah, close there's enough. an A at the end. It's feminine. Yeah. Close enough. Well, just date night. No, no baby. No baby date night. We're going with our friends and who knows? Who knows? Who knows what'll happen after? Is that what you're saying? Is oh. this the night? Maybe baby number two? On the way. Maybe, maybe. I thought I really I thought I was pregnant. I said it because we have like a whoop group at the gym. And all of a sudden my strain went from like a five to a twenty-five. And I was like, what is going on? So my my buddy Lewis, I text one of our members, I texted him on the side. I was like, Lewis, I'm gonna tell you for anybody else. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. I'm like, why is my strain and my heart rate and my HRV and my respiratory rates all messed up? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. And hey, I'm gonna uh, introduce you to Roz. Roz, Roz. hi. hi. <laughs> didn't know she was gonna be. That's Trish. Oh, hi. She's Trish. taking us out to dinner. Yes, whenever you come to New York. Uh, when we're next time we're on Long Island. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice to meet you. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that's really awesome stuff. I'm, you know, I enjoy working with you. You are a lot of fun. The reason you're a lot of fun is because you put in the work and, you know, affiliate use not a magic pill. You have to put work in, but if you put work in, I mean, nothing, nothing you did in the last year was like outrageous or crazy. 
No, it, it get, it's definitely frustrating and, it, and it's hard to go through it at times. And some of those, you know, things that you guys put us through at Affiliate U, like, like the, pro, uh, like the chapters, like, again, you, you've not only changed me from a business person, but you changed me from, you've changed me from, like as a person in general, like in life, like, you know, wow. that's big yeah. news. It is. You knew this though. It's like, I'm not, I just find myself handling things differently, not just in the box with my family, my friends. You did have one meltdown. I mean, I have a lot of meltdowns. But you had one big one. What, when I cried to you? Yes. (laughs) But we handled it. We handled it. Not officially yet, or hopefully it's in. Yeah, but you know what? Even if it, you know, whatever happens, you are now better equipped to handle those types of situations. Yeah, I just, I feel like I'm just mindset trained as well. Like, it's not just about, you know, being the affiliate owner. It's about being a different person and, Honestly, like I feel like you just impacts you in different ways like that. So. Well, we appreciate hearing that. That's exactly why we do it. So thank you for letting us coach you. Um, we will be on Long Island again. I'm going to make sure I get there, get some dinner with you and Steve and yeah. um, look forward to, you know, stop by Babylon. Last time we saw you, we were in New Jersey, but hopefully next time we'll stop by Babylon. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be closer and then you guys can come out. I would love that. All right. Well, Go enjoy your tacos or burritos or enchilada. They're all the same thing, right? Yeah. I'm going to go margaritas here. You're going to go margaritas? All day. Well, better make sure, double check you're not pregnant when you go for those margaritas. <laughs> but all right. Well, we will see you on the call Monday. Cool. And everything, you know, have a great weekend. Keep up the great work. And you, you know, you're crushing it. We're really proud of you. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.